Our passage today is from Luke chapter 23, verses 39 to 46. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, um, Josiah's going to come up and help me for a moment. Thank you, Josiah. Because in that passage... Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. And it's an amazing, amazingly good thing that Jesus promises that man. But we need to understand what that word paradise means. So, Josiah is going to help us think about this as we think about a park or a garden, right? So, Josiah, have you got a favorite park? I do have a favorite park. My favorite. That's good. What is it? Tell me about it. My favorite park is uh, it's called Maximir Park. It's in Zagreb in Croatia, where I grew up. Stick that up there in it's the a, middle. It's a picture of it right here. So it's a park. Where is it, Josiah? It's in Zagreb in Croatia. In, this is your favorite park, right? This Can you my... tell me? I tell you what. I'll let you talk. Right. Tell me all the things that are good about this park. Oh, this. Put them up on the wall. There. So this park is great. So it has a great, a great like park where you play in. It's got like swings and it's got a pirate ship that's cool um it has a zoo if i can it's got a zoo it has elephants and uh lions and several bears it's very nice wow uh it's got lots of trees and it's in nature but it's also in the city so it's right close to everywhere you want to be all your friends live nearby and it's full of people all the time it's busy it's great you can meet people you know there. It's a great place to be. Wow, that's fantastic. Thanks, Josiah. So the word paradise in the Bible, if we think about an amazing park, it helps us because the word paradise speaks to us of an eternal city garden. It's like the best city you've ever been to and the Garden of Eden in one, in God's presence forever. It's like all the best things about nature, trees, lakes, all different things in nature, with the best things about being in a city, all in one place, in God's joyful presence forever. Adults, if you'd like to read about this with your children later, the idea of paradise, have a look at Revelation chapter 22. But we still have the question, don't we? How is it that Jesus can say to a criminal who's done lots of bad things in his life, you will be with me in paradise? So hopefully at home you have a piece of paper and a pen. Let me show you what you need to do. Take your piece of paper and just down the side of the piece of paper, nice and big, I'd like you to number one, two, three, four, 
five. Try and do it so it goes all the way down the side of the page like that. Number it one to five. Josiah is sat in the front row here, and he's going to be doing the same thing along with you at home. And we'll have a look how he gets on a bit later. You at home, piece of paper, one to five down one side of it. That's because someone once showed me that there's five things that we can learn from this criminal who met Jesus on the cross. There's five things that he's done in this story. But first, before we get to him, this criminal who met Jesus, we read in Luke's gospel about another criminal. It's there in verse 39. It says, one of the criminals was on the cross next to Jesus. And as he was there, he insulted Jesus. He was mean to him. He was um, shouting at him and he shouted at him, aren't you the Christ? Then save yourself and save us too. That man, that criminal, he didn't believe in Jesus. There was actually a crowd of people there that day and lots of them were shouting at Jesus, insulting him. And this criminal, he just joined in with the crowd. But we're not going to think about him too much today. We're going to think about the other criminal who met Jesus that day on the cross. And here's the first thing that we see. He said that he had done wrong, that he was guilty. Let me um, show you what he said. As he was on the cross there, the criminal who met Jesus spoke to the other one and he said this. You should fear God. We are getting the same punishment that he is. We are being punished justly. We deserve to die. So, on your list there, next to number one, here's the first thing we see. um, Sorry, the criminal on the cross said that he had done wrong. He was guilty. What I'd like you to do at home, and Josiah's doing this as we speak, is draw a little picture, a nice simple picture, to remind you about doing wrong next to your number one. For example, I'll give you a bit of help here to get you started. It could be like a heart with lots of scribbles inside to show all the things that he's done wrong. Let me give you a few seconds to do that at home. So the criminal who was dying there on the cross, he said he'd done wrong, and he had done wrong. He was being punished by being killed on the cross, which means he'd done something really bad. He was probably at least a murderer, and he said, I have done wrong. We have done wrong. And the second thing is this. He said Jesus hasn't done anything wrong. Listen to what he says. Um, We are being punished justly. We should die, verse 41. But this man has done nothing wrong. He looks at Jesus and says, Jesus is innocent. And actually, he was right. The Bible tells us Jesus never did anything wrong. And in fact, he loved God and loved his neighbor all the time. So here's the second thing that the criminal does that you can draw a little picture next to your number two. Jesus hasn't done wrong. Or Jesus is innocent. I'll give you a few seconds to think and to draw a little picture next to your number two for Jesus hasn't done wrong, or innocence maybe. Okay, Josiah's finished drawing. I hope you have at home. I can see Sophie started to draw too. That's great. Hopefully you've got two pictures now, next to number one and number two. Next, this criminal who met Jesus that day, he stops talking to the other criminal, and he turns to talk to Jesus. 
He turns to Jesus. There's a nice simple one for you. That's number three. On your piece of paper, next to number three, could you draw something which is about turning? Maybe you could draw a picture of someone who turns around. Maybe you need an arrow to help you to remember turning. Number three is turning. Turns to Jesus. Okay, so this criminal, he knows that he's done wrong. He knows that Jesus has not done anything wrong. Jesus is innocent. And he turns to Jesus. Listen to what he says when he turns to Jesus, because he asks Jesus to save him. Listen to what he says as he's there on the cross. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Number, three, number four, he asked Jesus to be his savior, to save him. This is amazing, because the criminal and Jesus are just about to die. In a few minutes' time, they will be dead. And yet, he says, remember me in the future. He thinks Jesus can help him in the future, can save him, can bring him into life. So there's your number four. Can you draw a little picture or a symbol, something to do with saving, Jesus saving? I'll give you a few seconds to do that. Okay, so you should have four pictures by now. The criminal on the cross says that he's done wrong, says that Jesus has done nothing wrong. He turns to Jesus. He asks Jesus to save him. And lastly, he asks Jesus to be his king. Listen again to what he says on the cross. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, a kingdom is like an area, a place, and a group of people who are ruled by a king. The king is in charge. He's the leader. He's the boss. This criminal who met Jesus asked Jesus to be in charge of his life, to be his king. So that's number five. On your sheet, can you draw a picture or a little symbol to do with king? Maybe that's the easiest one to draw. Okay, so you should have now five pictures on your sheet of paper. This criminal who met Jesus the day that he died and the day that Jesus died, he said, I have done wrong. Jesus has done nothing wrong. He turned to Jesus. He asked Jesus to be his savior, and he asked Jesus to be his king. And Jesus, in response, says something amazing. He looks at him, a man who's dying for being punished for doing something really bad, and he says to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Not you might be with me in paradise. Not if you're a good boy and you do this and this and this, then maybe I'll let you into paradise. No, you will be with me in paradise. So still we don't know the answer to the question, how is that possible? How can Jesus do that? I've asked um, Josiah to come up onto the stage now and show us the five pictures that he drew um, while I was talking there. So Josiah, off you go. Number one. So, I have done wrong. It's a heart. It doesn't look like one, but it is a heart. Yeah, we can see that. Thank all you. Right, all right. This, the second one is Jesus hasn't done wrong. That is also a heart. Then you've got uh, turning to Jesus, and that's, it's a man turning. You've got Jesus as uh, my savior, that's a cross. And then up at the top again is uh, Jesus is my king, and it's a crown. Great. Josiah, if you come and stand in front of it just for a second, I'm going to test you, okay? Yes. So you don't turn around and look at your pictures. Mm. Um, in fact, you can't look at the screen either. Close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> See, can you remember the five things? 
Good mm-hmm. as you can. Off you go. All right. Uh, I have done wrong. Jesus hasn't done anything wrong. Turning to Jesus. Jesus is my savior and Jesus is king. Great. That's fantastic. At home, test each other. Um, turn over your piece of paper um, and see if the people in your household um, can remember those five things. Test each other now. I'll give you just half a minute to do that. Okay, hopefully you've had a, a chance to practice. You can practice that later as well after the service. Um, but we still have this question of how. How can Jesus say to a criminal who's um, being punished for doing something really bad, you will be with me in paradise? And it, the answer has to do with darkness, and it has to do with a curtain. Darkness and a curtain. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, not far away in Jerusalem was the temple. Now, in um, Explorers and on Sunday mornings, we've been learning in Hebrews about the temple and about the big curtain that was there in the middle. And if you remember, the curtain was there like a barrier. I've got something to represent a curtain here, which is a barrier. It was like a big no-entry sign where people who weren't holy and did things wrong were separated off from the presence of God and could only get to God's presence through sacrifice. Let's unroll the other side. I'm looking at myself on the screen. There you go. That's a bit better. A big no-entry sign. But what happened when Jesus was on the cross is that suddenly at midday it went dark. Okay, there you go. It's gone dark here. Darker than this, I think, it even went. It went dark. And as it, as it, in the darkness, let me just tell you what darkness means in the Bible first, actually. In the Bible, and when Jesus died there on the cross, that darkness was showing that God was punishing sin. That is, Jesus, who had never done anything wrong, was suffering punishment for sin in that darkness. And while it was dark overhead... Something strange happened to that curtain. It was ripped from the top all the way down to the bottom. And it was like God was saying, the way to me is now open. You can walk through the curtain because of what Jesus Christ is doing on the cross as he suffers in darkness. Thank you. We can have the lights back on. The way to God was now open. And that's why Jesus could turn to the criminal and say to him, You will be with me in paradise. Because at that moment on the cross, in the dark, Jesus was suffering the punishment for the wrong that that criminal had done. And not just that criminal, but everybody who turned to Jesus. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. That is that we deserve to die like this criminal. The wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. That's why Jesus could offer this man this gift of being with him forever in paradise. The way is now open. Now, I said when I started that there was five things in this story in the Bible and that someone had shown me those one time, taught me. And when he taught me, he said, not just to me, to a group of us, he said, be ready. Be ready with a story like this from the Bible to explain to someone how it is they can live with God forever. And so I learned those five things. And then um, a few years ago, we moved to Africa and lived somewhere called Mayotte. And one day I met a man. Now this man, none of his family were Christians. None of them knew about Jesus. But he knew that he'd done wrong. 
and he knew that God existed. So he asked me, he said, John, how can I know that I will go and live with God after I die, that I can be forgiven? So I opened my Bible to Luke. I told him, you need to recognize, like the criminal, that you've done wrong. Say you've done wrong. Say Jesus has never done wrong. Turn to him. Ask him to be your savior. Ask him to save you. And ask him to be your king. And that day, that man, as we sat in his house, he decided he wanted to do that. And just like that criminal, God said to him, you will be with me in paradise when you die. Not you might. Not you need to do good things to get there. But it's a gift. And that man, who's still my friend today, accepted that gift and is still following Jesus as his savior and his king. Now, I was ready that day to talk to someone about Jesus. What about us now, though? Are we ready? Are we ready to share? Why not learn these five things? Sorry, this side. These five things from the story. Why not learn where this story is in the Bible and how this criminal can teach us how we can come to God and accept the free gift of eternal life? because of what Jesus did on the cross. It's such amazing good news. Let's be ready to share it.